Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The top stories from the KCBS Radio Newsroom. This is the All Local. Good morning. I'm Stan Bunger. In for Susan Lee Taylor, I'm Holly Kwong. Cal Fire officials say the Kincaid Fire is now 60% contained, and the great thing is that the fire has not grown in size over the past 12 hours. It remains at 120 square miles. Meanwhile, many evacuees are now headed home. KCBS reporter Matt Bigler joining us from the fire base camp at the Santa Rosa Fairgrounds with the latest. Matt? waking up ready for another day on the fire lines and they are once again being treated to a free cup of joe at the pete's coffee truck and nearby tamales guys come get your free tamales the owner of a local mexican restaurant is passing out hot tamales and they are going fast there are over 4,000 firefighters here from across the state and the country Meanwhile, over in the Red Cross shelter, there are about uh, 230 fire evacuees that went home last night. And Kim Winkler is hoping to do the same soon. How anxious are you to get back in your own bed? Oh, big time. Big time. (laughs) It's hard sleeping with 400 people. (laughs) There's a lot of noises. (laughs) Evacuation orders have been reduced to warnings for Geyserville, south of Canyon Road, and Healdsburg between Highway 101 and 128, as well as Windsor and parts of Santa Rosa. Cal Fire is holding an operational briefing right now, so we'll have an update on the Kincaid Fire shortly. At the Cal Fire Base Camp in Santa Rosa, Matt Bigler, KCBS. Thanks, Matt. The power shut down rapidly coming to an end. PG&E says uh, only about 5% of the customers that were impacted by that power shutoff are still without power this morning. There are scattered areas all across the North Bay, a few little pockets in Marin County, but the farther north you go, the more likely you are to see these all the way from the coast at Timber Cove through Casadero, Monterio, Larkfield, Wikiup, Healdsburg. I mean, there are numerous pockets where the power is still out. PG&E saying uh, much of that having to do with damage that was actually done during the windstorm. The controversial shutoff program leading to renewed calls to put the utility under public control. And KCBS's Mike Colgan joining us with that part of the story. Mike? Stan, Congressman Ro Khanna is one of those making that call. The facts are very clear. They have failed to make investments in the upgrading of their infrastructure. The regulators have been way too loose. There's not enough accountability. It's time for the state to take ownership of PG&E and make sure that they are doing what they need to do to keep the power on and to keep people safe. In the CNBC interview, Congressman Khanna also advocated for cities to have their own power generating plants. We have that in my district, Silicon Valley Power, owned by Santa Clara City. Uh, If we could get more cities to have municipal power, that would be good. But I, I hope the governor will call for making PGE a, a public utility. In the Silicon Valley Bureau, Mike Colgan, KCBS. The House is uh, in the midst of a debate right now, a vote expected maybe 40 minutes or so, we're told, uh, regarding this impeachment inquiry game plan. Holly? Yeah, that expected a vote in the House today, the first one since the impeachment inquiry began. KCBS's Megan Goldsby reports a Bay Area Congresswoman thinks she knows how it's going to go. Not a unanimous vote, but an overwhelming one to continue the impeachment inquiry process, says Congress member Jackie Spear. I don't think you can look the other way. No one's above the law. 
certainly not the President of the United States, although I think oftentimes he does think he's above the law. She says the closed-door testimony has been very clear-cut. From the three committees' perspective that have had the opportunity to listen to all of the witnesses, I think the puzzle pieces are coming together, and it is creating a picture that is one that is undeniable. This vote simply allows the closed-door briefings to be available to other members of Congress, but it's being closely watched because it is the first full House vote on this inquiry since it was launched over the president's conversations with Ukraine. Megan Goldsby, KCBS. Subscribe to the All Local wherever you get your podcasts and stream us on your smart speaker 24-7 by saying, play KCBS Radio.